this is my jam. <laughs> do, 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 do. This is the best bit of the movie, this bit. Bloody music. <laughs> I thought we needed dress shield. Ernest Scared Stupid is a 1991 American comedy film starring Jim Varney. It is the fifth to feature the character Ernest P. Worrell, and it was the last Ernest movie released by Disney after it bombed at the box office. And now it's time for our new feature, it's Jackie's Movie Synopsis Time. Take it away, Jack. Oh, no, Jackie's not here. Oh, shit. Oh, hi, hi, Neil. Neil, I'm here. (laughs) Oh, she's back. Uh, I I really like this movie. It was it was about Ernest, and he saved people from some trolls using <laughs> using his wits and some good old American his, intuitiveness. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's and, a, that's the first time Jackie's done this synopsis. Yeah, Carry on, Jackie. This sorry, the, this is the best synopsis ever. <laughs> oh, that's it, guys. It, yeah. it just I just wish there was more gymnastics. <laughs> That's quite disturbing, actually. It kind of reminds me of something. I can't remember what, but it's not right. Definitely not right, anyway. <laughs> okay, well, the official official uh, IMDb synopsis for this movie, which is very succinct, is after a misunderstanding, Ernest P. Worrell unleashes an evil troll on Halloween. I'm your host, Neil T. in Merry Old England, and joining me on today's Dime for Skull Movie Club podcast are my regular co-host, Todd Brisket, in Austin, Texas. Do you smell fish? <laughs> and our regular guest, Stephen Greenwell in Rhode Island. I didn't have four fathers. I only had one father, and I didn't know him that well. That that was one of the best lines in the movie. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jim Varney, and my entire career revolves around playing an idiot. Oh, I couldn't be bothered to look to figure find a quote for this movie. It's all it's all just a pile of shit, as far as I'm concerned. I'm sorry. I couldn't be bothered. To, I really couldn't be asked. What? <laughs> oh dear me. This this was a good experience for you, though, Neil. I'm sure this is you know exposing yourself to real American culture. I Neil, think Neil, I this saw, is my childhood. Yeah, this mm. is my childhood you're shitting on right now. I think I saw Ernest goes to prison. I, I think there were a few laughs in that, but this one was a fucking disaster. Um, it mm. sunk. It kind of sunk the franchise almost. It kind of. It, I think they had one more, one or two more theatrical releases, yeah. and they weren't through Disney then. No, I think were. this. Oh, this is the last major. Yeah, uh, last production. big release. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it doesn't look like they spent any money on it anyway, to be honest. But there you go. Yeah, I believe the deal is after this, it went off of um, Touchstone, which yeah. Touchstone is a, a Disney imprint, I believe. It, is, it went yeah. from that to another company, mm-hmm. and and then quickly it was off of that to uh, straight to DVD, to to the point where I, I actually posted on Facebook about this. And one of my friends was bringing up these movies I, I thought she was making up, like <laughs> er, 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 Slam Dunk Ernest. And, <laughs> Ernest Goes to Africa is one of them. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, like just these movies. I the cover never of that one of. where he's wearing a tribal mask and making his goofy face. Great, I want to see that. <laughs> oh my goodness! Which is really they should have just called it um, Ace Ventura Two because that's what Ace Ventura Two was. Um, 
but it you know this this movie I actually purchased I think two or three years ago. It was five dollars, and it it came with three other Ernest movies. So <laughs> which ones? Which ones? Um, the good ones, I think. Jail uh, go, and camp. Yep, goes <laughs> goes to camp and goes to jail for nostalgic reasons. Ernest Scared Stupid is my favorite. Mm. Um, because it mm. it came out when I was about seven or eight years old. Um, and really, it was it was just one of, one of those films that really you you should not like unless you saw it as a child. There's no other right. reason to to enjoy this film. I think it's possible to to like things like Ernest Goes to Jail or whatever it is, whatever it is when you're a bit older. Because I saw that when I wasn't a kid, so uh, mm-hmm. I saw that. I don't know, five years Ernest, ago. Maybe? Ernest Goes to Jail seems like it's actually a lot darker than this Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Ernest Goes to Jail. They they put him in a, an electric chair and. And kill him, <laughs> practically kill him. Yeah, it's it's clear. Ernest Ernest Scared Stupid is definitely aimed more at kids, um, especially since you know you could see it in the casting where it's basically Ernest with all of these urchins. Those kids yeah. could not act; they were bloody horrible. None of them; they were terrible. No. Like those kids. Yeah, they, they were... say that the uh, the main kid looked like a ten year old Todd Brisket. Same haircut and everything. I, I'm probably Ooh. the same exact age as that kid. Um, what? Which which one was that then? Oh, oh, hang on. Did the he, one, the one with the uh, the bowl cut. Oh, did he have glasses or anything? No, no. no he's just the main kid. Oh. The main kid whose whose parents question why he's hanging around with the the town retard. It's pretty telling that of all the child actors, um, only two of them have uh, Wikipedia pages, which is. You know, kind of the baseline for popularity. Pretty much everyone has a, every semi-famous actor has a Wikipedia page. So the only so you're one saying who, they didn't go on, they didn't go on to do much after this fantastic movie. No, unfortunately not. The only one seems to be Shay Astor, who played Elizabeth. She went on to be a semi-regular on the sitcom Third Rock from the Sun. She played the um, neo-feminist August Leffler, who I believe was Tommy's girlfriend. So, we, I mean, I don't even know why I'm explaining this. We all know her turn on Third Rock from the Sun, and yeah, know, that's why I watched that show. Yeah, it's why America fell in love with her. Also, she has a very bad Wikipedia photo. Is that the blonde one? Is the blonde kid in? Is is that the one I'm thinking of? No. Yes. In earnest, I believe she's the blonde the, girl. Yeah, she is the main female lead. Mm. Um, Third Rock from the Sun. She's you know, Tommy's girlfriend. Um, I get, I get the feeling that she picked out this Wikipedia page picture <laughs> because it's her like in an emotional state in, in front of a microphone singing something. <laughs> purple rain, purple rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, pro- it's probably I'm her f- doing neo feminist in third mm-hmm. rock from the zone. There, the links on the Wikipedia page are all to her music. Like, buy, buy it on Amazon. Buy it on iTunes. <laughs> Please bloody buy it. Listen, stars, they're just like us. How, how aware are the people in England town of Ernest? Uh, I don't know. One uh, percent? I mean, zero percent of people? <laughs> yeah, give me, give me a precise n- I'm looking for an exact population count. You uh, can round to the nearest hundred. Ten? I don't know. Yeah. I mean... like. Did no. you know about these movies when they came out? I, 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 I mean, this is this is a character based on a a TV commercial that was shown in the South. 
I mean, there wasn't even a national TV commercial. They they only they only showed them in specific regions, mainly in the south. And uh, he, yeah, and that was the character. So he kind of exploded in popularity, and then they made movies about him. But I don't know if they even got a release over here. I doubt it, to be honest. I'm going to check mm-hmm. and look it up. Yes. Would you rather have watched this or a Larry the Cable Guy movie? Oh God! As as a foreigner, which do you think is more reflective foreigner. of American culture? Um, yeah, which is the more accurate reflection? I think neither. I think neither of them would get a release. I, I mean, something like, um, uh, although it's not directly comparable, I think probably something that came out around the same time would would be um, uh, Paul Blart Moorcock, which got a, which definitely definitely got a release here. You know, where you've got kind of a, a sort of mm. dumb character in the form of Kevin, Kevin James, and he's Kevin James is reasonably popular here. Things like King of Queens was was shown here and stuff like that. So, uh, well, Kevin um, Kevin James moves product. I mean, mm. we we can make fun of him all he all he wants, but his movies open number one. Same. Well, I I was going to say Adam Sandler, but Adam Sandler's fi- finally fallen off. Well, if we look at his biggest hit, Ernest's biggest hit, you're looking at Ernest Goes to Jail, aren't you? And that was released in the U.S. in Germany. Oh, on video. Okay. Uh, I mean, they may not have had theatrical releases. Canada, Ernest en prison. Finland, Ernest due to posine. Uh, Greece. I mean, yeah, I think by the looks of it, they, it went straight to video in those other charities. No UK release. Um, so it probably went to on video. It came out on video in, in the UK, but certainly no theatrical release. Mm. And um, no, I'd never heard of it until a few years ago, the, the franchise. <laughs> yeah. As, as far as I could tell, they're, the only gross numbers for um, Ernest Scared Stupid were for the U.S. It it made $14 million, which I believe I, – I actually couldn't find a budget number. Mm. Um, I'd seen $20 million at one point, but I can't remember the site. Um, so it's it, it did not make that much money, though, obviously. If it made money, it wouldn't, they wouldn't have dropped off of uh, mm-hmm. Touchstone anyway. Yeah. Um, very, very split movie in terms of the critics where, um, the, the viewers were okay with this movie 5.7 on IMDb, which was shockingly high to me. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, 17%. So that's 5.7 is actually quite low because, you know, um, the way that IMDb ratings work is users, users tend to even things out quite a bit. So it's rare to go for go to five point something seven seven point something is pretty common um and six is something i wouldn't want to watch so five is pretty bad it still seems high (laughs) and i'm 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 someone who's in the bag for this movie and it still still seems a little high to me okay so obviously this is obviously this is the first time i've seen this movie because uh you know it wasn't really Mm -hmm. i mean Ernest doesn't really exist outside of the u.s um I, it was just confusing and stupid, and I mean, why am I watching this film where it's just basically a man gurning? Are you familiar with gurning? Uh, Does that no. mean like mugging for the camera? Yeah, well, or? mugging mugging is um, is non-specific, but gurning is where you kind of distort your face, basically, usually your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, there's actually mm-hmm. gurning competitions where where you generally old people with no teeth pull the teeth out and they just pull faces. Essentially, it's him gurning for two hours or an hour and a half or whatever it is. Um, I don't get it. Did kid? Did kid? Did, did you kids find this funny? Watching this old man gurning? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that um, all the all the Ernest himself, Jim Varney, the great character actor Jim Varney, rest in peace, was the absolute absolute best actor in this movie and. I'm not saying that lightly. I mean, he's 
he was great. I I cracked up every all the one liners, all the funny faces, everything. Mm-hmm. The rest of the movie mm. is trash. I but think it, he yeah, himself yeah. is great. He seems like a nice, a really nice guy from what I've seen. Uh, I watched a couple of videos. There's like him on uh, Fernwood tonight, and uh, he does a bit of singing as well. Um, and he seems like a nice chap, and he, he does seem very personable. Uh, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really get past the fact that it's a really shitty, fit, shitty movie. Um, he looks kind of old. Um, he's only 41 or so in this movie. Yeah. Uh, he, you can definitely tell by the voice and the, and the teeth. He's, he hit the cigarettes and the cigars hard. And I think that's yeah. actually how he died that's right, at, yeah. from lung cancer. Lung cancer. Yeah. He, he apparently was a chain smoker and you, you can hear, you, yeah, like you're saying, you can hear that in his voice, can't you? And probably see it in his face as well. Um, because I mean, if you look at someone like Tom Cruise at, at fifty, uh, in um, in Edge of Tomorrow, he doesn't look like you know they don't look, don't look, it doesn't look like he's he's ten years older than Jim Varney in uh, in this movie. Um, yeah, it's it's also odd because his his earnest work is it's not really that long. Like looking at his um his IMDb, like the first one came out around eighty six, eighty seven. This movie came out around ninety one, so he was just pumping them out. He presumably mm-hmm. may have been able to have a second act at some point instead yeah. he just kind of yeah well they yeah, actually, yeah, they actually sure. yeah they didn't kill off the character they actually used somebody else in the in the character um obviously oh, really? not in not not uh, it wasn't movies certainly they used somebody else to do a voice to do some animated stuff after Ernest after oh, yeah, yeah. Jim Varney died yeah you know he he was in Jim Varney was in these Ernest movies but he was also in two of the highest rated movies of all time Toy Story 1 and 2 that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. As Slinky Dog. And so that's where the voice actor, another voice actor, took over yeah. in 3 and beyond. I thought you were going to say uh, Beverly Hillbillies because he was in that as well. Yeah. Well, that that's yeah. really, yeah. you know, I, I didn't like that movie, but it was it was pretty much perfect casting right there. Oh, mm-hmm. sure, yeah. Uh, I didn't I didn't like that movie either, but I agree with the casting is great. He was yeah. great as, uh, as uh, what's his face? Jed. Oh, J- not Jed. Jed Clampett. Jed Clampett. Yeah, Jed. Um, mm-hmm. And and also he was on the uh, the Simpsons. He played a, a carny in one of the uh, better Simpsons episodes. Um, so. Oh, he's the yeah that carny that with, he had the son and they swindled the Simpsons. Yeah, they they stole the Simpsons house. Um, so he you know he was pretty versatile. Well, not versatile, but <laughs> he was. He, he seems was, like one like one of those actors where he, if he turned off all the, the slapstick and everything, he turns out to be like some grand Shakespearean type. I don't think so. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm serious. Put 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 a uh, a wig and a monocle on, and he can he can pull it out. I think. <laughs> I mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't say Shakespearean, but I could see him. You know, I I don't know if he did any dramatic roles. Uh, just like I, you know, because none of most of his IMDb I've never heard of most of these movies or. They're, they're movies you don't need to watch to know what they are. <laughs> Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Like, I I yeah. imagine he's not, you know, that's probably not his Oscar role right there. He, he did do at least one serious movie. I think he played like a, uh, I don't know, a, a child molester or something, something like that in a serious role. But it was like a little independent movie, so nobody would have heard I'd, of it. I bet that was Snowboard Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Or the three ninjas one, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's how, yeah. They have to learn to fight back. 
he was lucky to avoid typecasting <laughs> because you know he he started in like uh, Ernest does this, Ernest does that, Ernest does the other, Ernest does this, Ernest does Ernest goes to jail, Ernest goes to Africa, Ernest does some rapping, and then Beverly <laughs> Hillbilly. So yeah, not typecast at all. Did now see? Did Ernest actually do some rapping? Because I would like to have seen that. I don't know. Maybe you did. Ah, see. The, the line well, my gets, name is Ernest, and I'm here to say. <laughs> the the line the line gets blurry. I don't see. We don't know. I you could quiz me on like, oh, here's five films. One of them isn't actually an Ernest film. Would not know. Well, actually, so. on that topic of uh, of uh, Ernest doing weird things, um, why is his dog called Rimjob? Is that like the, well, the ancient had ancient that same exact ancient note. sequels of the worlds? Is that like the the curse? You know, he can't no. he can't find a woman. He has to spend his days with Rimjob. No, no I know his dog's <laughs> name is actually Rimshot, but every oh, time he oh, says it, it sounds like Rimjob. All the way through that opening sequence, he's going Rimjob, Rim, Rimjob. Hey, come rim on, job. give me a hand. I hey, Rimjob. I <laughs> hey, Rimjob driving the truck. <laughs> hey rib job i found some peanut butter at last <laughs> <laughs> hey speaking speaking of rim job oh, speaking of rim job he was that dog was the second best actually no, i'll put him i'll put him number three the third best actor in this movie well after Arthur, Arthur kit is that what you're saying no Arthur kit Arthur kit are you kidding me she's at the bottom of the list <laughs> number two number two is bobby now who's, who's bobby bobby um steven should be aware of bobby because he's in camp and uh jail i think he's in camp he's yeah. the old dude the old dude that's he plays a mute mute old dude but he's hilarious <laughs> Oh, um, I believe he is their version of. They have like a fake pen and teller, I believe. Um, yeah, and he is the skinny one who does not talk. Now, interestingly, on the topic of Eartha Kitt, she, this was her comeback role, her big comeback role, because she was she didn't appear in movies for a really long time. Um, because I was reading up on this because um, she insulted. I think it was, was it Lyndon Johnson who was the president during uh, was he was he president during uh, Vietnam? Um, is that Lyndon Johnson? Yeah. Anyway, parts of it, parts of Vietnam. His work, his wife was Lady Bird or something, right? Um, <clears throat> yeah, we have a uh, we have a lake here in Austin named after Lady Bird. Well, he she went to some White White House function and um, she was basically, she was basically anti-war and she. And and uh, Lady Bird Johnson asked her about the war, and she said it was a you know it was a really bad you know basically slagged off the government and slagged off the president, and said it was a disaster, and that you know there's a good reason why young people are protesting, blah blah blah, and um, she kind of got blacklisted so to speak uh, out of Hollywood, and oh, uh, <laughs> put, and put on like a, a a CIA list as well as a subversive. Mm-hmm. Um, they called her a nymphomaniac nut job or something like that. Nymphomaniac, I don't know. You know, in other words, they they kind of smeared her, and she didn't work at all for many many years. Uh, the like government 30... thinks she's nutty. Well, she is she's nuts. Pretty nutty. She is pretty nuts. Yeah. I actually saw her. Um, she did a lot of ca- did a lot of cabaret work. She did like one show a year in New York or something like that. Um, there's a hotel called the Carlisle Carlisle in New York, and I was there for uh, New Year's Eve uh, one year, and she was uh, playing there, so we went to see her. Um, she's pretty good. I mean, even when she, even when she's very old, she still, you know, she still 
Bang out the hits. Now, cabaret. You call that you call that good? Oh, cabaret. Uh, you think that's good? She's a good actor. A good actress. You know? No, she's a good singer. Um, I singer, mean, okay. it, it was kind of like Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt is Catwoman playing Eartha <laughs> Kitt, really, isn't she? She's not ready. Right. You know, she doesn't really play any other role apart from herself. So that's why you hire her, I suppose. Yeah, she was she was doing her best to set black people back in this movie. Um cuz it was it was just bad. Like this was like minstrel work or something. Like just her entire character was just oh my goodness. Wasn't she playing like, a I, witch though? You're saying is there some historical link with black people and witches? I thought she was more playing a kind of um race neutral role in terms of being a witch, wasn't she? She was, <laughs> she's playing she was, some like Haitian voodoo priestess. Oh, is she? Yeah, oh, I don't know. Same thing. Yeah, she. I. I kept mixing up her performance with um. There, there's a really racist mystery science theater three thousand movie where it's a similar character, and it's like, oh, geez, just portraying them as like these voodoo priestesses who, you know, have a control of the dead, and it's like, oh, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. It's the type of thing that you don't. I I will say you don't really see as much of that now. So, um, Indio, you are you, you got are... a bad juju. <laughs> yeah, I think SG was about to say I'm right about something. Keep going, SG. Yeah, now I don't want to. Oh, okay. Now I've got a couple more questions for you for you, uh, Ernest aficionados. Did you notice that the um, that somebody throws a jack at the back of a car window and uh, they actually broke mm-hmm. the car window before the jack hit it? Did you notice that? I didn't watch it in slow motion. And then <laughs> but what they do normally do for these stunt for these uh, gags is they will have like a small explosive charge which will break the window because obviously you don't want the jack bouncing off the window. You want it breaking it. But they did it way too soon, so it like ksh, oh, and then here comes the jack. Silly. Um, and normally, you what you would do is you'd do that, do another take. You'd get an, put another window in and do another take. But obviously, they didn't really want to spend the money. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta cut corners somewhere. Um, now, did you know that this movie had three writers on it, though? Was one of them the director, though? Ch- Cherry, somebody. Yeah, that mm. seems like two too many. But yes, three people wrote this movie. Um, okay, one more question. Um, why is their treehouse four feet in the air? Is that is that kind of... Am I missing a, a joke there? Um, um, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> it's, I, it's, I, a treehouse is, is anything... That is off the ground inside a tree. So, I mean, it's technically still a treehouse. Technically, it is still a treehouse, yes. But normally, they would be up a tree rather than being kind of, you know, along the ground and sort of, you know. Anyway. Um, my, my guess my guess would be that's probably a logistical reason for having it four feet in the air. Like, you know, so that it films better. Um, actual actual treehouses in America are at an acceptable height. So, like my friend had a treehouse. It was up in a tree, <laughs> not not four feet, four feet off the ground. Okay, highest grossing Ernest movie was actually Ernest Goes to Camp, which was the I think the first movie. Yeah, that was the first big one, yeah. The first um, movie, first movie, I think. And then it's Ernest when America to- fell in love with Ernest. And then That's Ernest goes to jail at. So both those about if you, uh, inflation adjusted, both those are about fifty. Oh no, hang on. No, number one was Ernest Saves Christmas, fifty-six million infl- inflation adjusted. Really, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Uh, and that was eighty-eight. That was the second movie. Jesus Christ, they really did pump them out. They're like one a one a year almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then Ernest Scared Stupid is about half gross. 
adjusted growth. So, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, a little bit of uh, audience fatigue, and also this this is not as good as the other movies. But you know, the, I I was trying as I was watching. I was like, why did I like this so much as a kid? <laughs> I because yeah. you, you were eight years old. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much the the main reason. I will say mm-hmm. we we haven't talked about um, Mr. Varney's character work, where <laughs> which is also not the the kind of weird part about all these movies is to me to me is that he will suddenly switch into character and into the dress of like an old lady. Sure, yeah. Which of of others characters she has the best lines. Nobody else really acknowledges this though. Like, yeah, they don't. Well, go- he's doing that whole that whole switcheroo thing, talking to himself while he's trying to talk to that little kid about what they have to do. Yeah, oh. and and the little kid is just like, oh, just here we go again. Um, this just Ernest having his uh, mental breakdown again, per usual. Yeah, it's it's bizarre though. No, nobody else like they don't really comment on the fact that he is doing all of these voices and changing appearances. And I think this um, is. This is why I enjoyed this as a kid is because of all those changes, those quick shots. Um, mm-hmm. It's a it's an ADHD movie when you look at just Ernest's <laughs> part. It's all slapstick and funny voices and f- weird faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's there's Miak, whatever Miak is. Neil, did you like that? Did no, you that like was that fucking reveal? stupid. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's milk. Obviously, it was milk. You know, any 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 seven year old child could have worked that all out. Did you not work that out when you when you saw it? Uh, but as G- a seven year old child could, but a, a a grown man with the mental capacity of a four year old couldn't. <laughs> Listen, that's what makes it funny. Ask that's- one of the ask one of the Toditos if they can work it out. <laughs> show show them a picture of uh, Mi something K on a carton and see if they can work out what that is without the uh, out the L in there. Miak. Yeah, it's um, you know, it was a clever part. Um, it's it it was good times. Okay, right. I I I don't want to sort of pile on to Steve, <laughs> but I don't think we should do any more kids movies. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking yeah. for like twenty four minutes, and we're about done. I got no more notes now. Now, this is it. <laughs> now, um, about about the Miak. This this movie, you know, who saw this movie when he was a kid? and it encouraged him to make his movies is one M night Shyamalan. This is the, this movie is the basis for signs. Are, are you serious? I hope so. No, he's not yeah. serious. He's not, he's no, he's not serious. So, okay. Wh- how does this, how does, how does this compare with signs? <laughs> how does this rate rate up with signs? I don't understand. Uh, you know, the, uh, <sighs> other, other species and they're, uh-huh. you know, allergic to a common, material uh, on our planet. actually that's funny because i did think the same thing when he when he said the milk thing yeah you're right yeah spoiler alert it's water that kills him although that is the most fucking ridiculous ending to i mean okay m night Shyamalan and ding dong has some ridiculous endings but that's one of the most ridiculous endings to any movie that isn't it when uh you find out they you know a quick rain shower would have killed off the, all the aliens mm-hmm. mm. well you know listen they would not have prepared for that in any way. And uh, also, to be honest, I've never seen Signs because I know the stupid twist. So it's not a bad film, actually. Um, apart from the ending, I think I think it's okay, isn't it? What do you think, TV? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's no, uh, it's no happening, but it's okay. 
<laughs> so basically, if anybody but M. Night Shyamalan had made that film, it would have been better. Mm, don't know. Because it, it wouldn't have had the stupid twist. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> and and the, the only other reason I really liked this film as a kid, which seems like a stupid reason to, to like a film, is because they were using super soakers at the end. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's badass, man. I want, yeah, I want you, it to be those kids. <laughs> were, you, were you allowed to have those big super soakers when you were a kid, TV, or did your parents disallow we were We were allowed to have them. The problem was that we have to spend our own money on it, and, you know, getting a dollar a week doesn't really add up to su- super soakers. A dollar a week? Are you serious? Yeah, man. I'm old Jeez, Jesus Christ. I'm brought up in the country. A dollar a week? What's that going to buy you? Uh, save for about a year to get one video game. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Are you making yeah, you up, you're could, making up uh, for now, though? Yeah, you could buy a hundred pieces of candy with a dollar. That's right, penny a piece. Did you not have like mm-hmm. a paper route or route or whatever you call it to make some money? I had no, a paper. I went to school. I went to school. I was a full time student. I had a paper round when I was a kid to make a bit of money. Oh no, those those don't exist around here anymore. They they didn't even exist. You know, I I grew up in the early nineties. They those are already long gone. I, I had a super soaker, but it was only one of the lame super soaker one hundreds. Like, yeah, it's it's practically a pistol. Yeah, exactly. You wanted to get like, I forget the number. I think it may have been like a four hundred or five hundred, which had like a, which was it looked like a it was fire like double hose. barreled and held five gallons. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I used to get a bit of pocket money when I was a kid, but not really enough to buy too much. Um but I don't. I think a dollar a week is it's very stingy. Oh, I I didn't really get any allowance until I was I say till I was like eleven or twelve, mm. and like by that point it was like my parents would give me ten bucks for mowing the lawn every week or something like that. I think I did read a report that said something like that the UK kids have more pocket money. We call it a pocket money. Have more pocket money than Wham. anyone anyone everyone else in the world actually. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I think the kids are getting more and more spoiled. Actually, you sound, you sound like old man, old man Neil here. But I think it is yeah, that's a, statistically the, true. The problem my kids will have is that because I do play a lot of video games and have all these electronic toys, they'll never have to want for any of that mm. because it'll mm. just be around the house. Yeah, and Neil, the British have more pocket money because you're working on the side as as pockets, you know, as chimney sweeps or your pickpockets, like as. As your as what's his name Finnegan is getting it to go out on the streets and rob tourists. What's that guy's name from Oliver Twist? Oh, F- Fagin, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's yeah, probably a, a, a Jewish stereotype, isn't he? Who was your Fagin growing up? Oh, uh, oh I see what you mean. Um, well, I didn't. I didn't join any kind of like urchin gang uh, in order to uh, make money. I was just looking up the pocket money. All right, so it's somewhere between. It's a bit random, but it's somewhere between. Last year, it was somewhere between £7 and £13 a week. £13 a week in London, which is quite a lot, actually. That's um, roughly $20 a week. A billion dollars! <laughs> we haven't done that movie yet, technically. Um, that seems like quite a lot of money, actually, although not really. I, I think I, when I was growing up, it, I, was, I was probably getting more than that in, in terms of uh, inflation adjusted, but I don't know. The, I, I almost shed a tear in this movie at a very sad moment 
where uh, Rim Job got turned into a wooden statue and I Ernest to, I like, broke say, down on the ground. I thought the whole thing where the kids would turn into wooden dolls was a bit dark, actually, because, like, okay, well, then what? Are they dead? You know, that's a bit dark, really. No, their it? souls are still contained inside. Aren't they? You don't know how, Neil, you don't know how wooden dolls work. Come on, man. <laughs> Rim, Rim Job survives at the end, doesn't he? I'm sure he does. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, Rim Job. Yeah, he would have to survive. <laughs> Yeah, you know how uh, Ernest is like perpetual bachelor hanging around with all these kids. I think that uh, the the studios and producers and whoever kind of realized that you know this is a creepy guy. And in mm. further movies after this one, they try to set him up with love interests. Oh, does to get, get away from that? Does he ha- <laughs> does he hang around with uh, Asian kids rollerblading at any point in uh, other movies? <laughs> yeah, he challenges them to. To race them on the rollerblades. <laughs> Let's race. And then uh, rim job, rim job, follow me, rim job. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't imagine <laughs> er- Ernest with a love interest. Like like when um, Carrot Top has a love interest. And famously, mm-hmm. Nor- Norm MacDonald confronts Courtney Thorne Smith on Conan O'Brien's show about that. So. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, his love interest is a level-headed woman, you know, um, a la, you know, uh, Dottie and Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of Pee-wee, that's another grown man-child with mental issues as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. same Right around the same time frame, too. Yeah. Listen, in the, in the late 80s, uh, early 90s, America was... How disgusting. How <laughs> rude. Yeah, America TV, that's was, horrible. America was just apparently into... <laughs> A people with limited mental capability, grown-up man-child. So, and then later, Ace Ventura came around. I had a, a realization this morning, and Steve, you might, this might have come to you as well, but there was no mention of of Vern at all in this movie, unless mm-hmm. I missed it. There's no, there's no, hey Vern. Hmm. I I believe you're correct. Is there Hey is, Vern in the strange. in the other movies? Because I mean that was based on the advert, wasn't it? The whole, the whole point of the advert, wasn't it? It was the, the ad- advert, but he would he would go back to Vern at every you know little uh, cutaway when he's doing yeah. his his you know his gurning for the camera. Maybe Vern was dead or something, or they couldn't get the actor. <laughs> was there was there anybody? There was no there was no there was no Vern. No, it was kind no. of the viewer the viewer was kind of Vern, wasn't it? Yeah, I yeah, think. Know what I mean? Know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> they try, I think they trademarked that, you know. Oh, really? Mm. I'm for it. Vern was when for when they were acknowledging that Ernest was being filmed. Whereas in this one, um, right. I, I actually thought he does not mug for the camera as much as he does in other appearances, which is somewhat sad, but, you know, good for him. Okay, uh, now it's time for movies we've seen recently. Uh, who's seen any movies Hooray! recently? How about you, Steege? Oh, I, I haven't really seen much of anything recently. <laughs> How about you, Teeps? I saw a movie, a great movie, but not really, called Sharktopus versus Terracuda. <laughs> Is that a new one? Uh, is that a new sci-fi? It's a 2014 one? sci-fi classic. Um. It stars Robert Carradine, who may or may not be related to the other Carradines. Yeah, that's his, that's his brother, I think. Now, did you skip Sharknado 2, then? 
I, I did not. I, I missed that one. Yeah, I skipped I, it I, as well. Yeah, yeah, I probably should have a look at it at least, but I skipped it. Um, it's what you expect. I don't remember anything from it besides there was a shark and a uh, terracuda fighting each other. Was it a bit? Uh, did it? Did it start? Are they starting to become a bit too knowing? In other words, self-referential and wink, you know, winking at oh, the camera. Oh, sure, yeah, of. yeah. There's so there's a lot of winking. Mm. I do not recommend that movie. I saw actually a good movie. Um, called All Is Lost. The, oh, right. Uh, Robert Redford yeah. pulling sails on a boat movie for two hours. Robert Redford on a, on a boat. Yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah. What do you think? I loved it. I thought it was great. Very, It's very minimalistic and, you know, it tells a story without saying anything. Just it's all visuals. Yeah, there's virtually no dialogue, if I remember correctly, isn't there? Right. He, he talks, he mumbles to himself a couple of times, but that's about it. Hmm. I can't remember what I thought of it. I think I liked it. Uh, I liked it. it. It's actually a pretty short movie. It's only 106 minutes, but it, it was great. It, I didn't, I, you know, I know a little bit about sailing, but this lets you in on a lot more. Like, what do you do in emergencies? Yeah, I think is it based on a re- it's based on a real event, isn't it? It's not. It's, it's an not. original story. Uh, oh, hang on. I didn't like it. I'm just looking at my review. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me read my review. Unbelievably ducking boring. Dull as seawater. It's crossed out. Dull as ditch water. And Redford should not win an award for this. He doesn't say anything. Oh, yeah. He doesn't Yeah, he doesn't say a word in this movie, does he? He, he should not win an award for this, no. Is that I think he was nominated. Saying? Yeah, I think he was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, that, um, and uh, it, he should not win an award. But um, you have to be in a, in a certain mood to watch this movie. Otherwise, it will be massively boring. Right, sorry. I think it might have been... Um, you know, give him an Oscar for a lifetime for achie- lifetime achievement because I don't know if he's had an Oscar before. I think he won for directing. He won for directing Reds, like was his first movie, I think. But I don't know if he's won as an actor. So, um, no, I wasn't a fan, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I watched too many movies. I can't really can't remember more, to be honest. But um, there you go. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I saw a big pile of movies. Um, I, I saw The Most Dangerous Game from 1932. And the reason I watched that is it's kind of based on this, all the stories like The Hunger Games and Battle Royale and all those films where it's, you know, where where humans are the most dangerous game. They're all based on this basic same story, which mm-hmm. is uh, about, uh, um, you know, letting people um, go off into sort of a jungle area and then, and then hunting them. So this movie actually inspired the creation of Paintball. <laughs> So these these three these three guys talked about the movie. Then they went and hunted African buffalo, buffalo, and then in, so partly inspired by the hunting buffalo in, in in Africa, and partly inspired by the most dangerous game. They created paintball, uh, where they'd stalk and hunt each other. So you know this this movie kind of begat paintball and da- um, Hunger Games and things like the Running Man as well. All those movies I quite like that genre of uh, okay, let's what would happen if you had to hunt people kind of thing. More from the point of view of. You know, I mean, usually it's the uh, the the protagonist is the one tr- trying to get away, and that's obviously more interesting than being the hunter, isn't it? Um, and uh, this 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 was released uh, in a sort of a double double a double edition Blu-ray with um, another movie called Gal the Headhunter, which was kind of a pseudo documentary and um, made by the same people, uh, and but they kind of like really misrepresented um, what. You know the, the you know the head hunting existed even back then. It did really didn't. Um, 
and it was more about you know killing the opposition and, and then doing something with the um maybe doing something with the, with the heads but they were it wasn't head hunting as you see as you sort of imagine it um and that that movie came with two soundtracks one was the original soundtrack which is sort of the original documentary soundtrack which is all, all garbage all made up and the other was um a more modern um um historian talking about what actually was really happening in the in the film so that was sort of quite interesting it was a good sort of companion piece to the most dangerous game because it's kind of the same topic about hunting people humans hunting humans humans hunting humans Human on human crime. Human on human. Um, I also saw uh, Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down, which is Pedro uh, Moldovar. Um, and it's, uh, I think, one of um, um, one of Antonio Banderas' last Spanish movies because this kind of launched his career in Hollywood because it was kind of a, a, a groundbreaking role for him. Um, uh, it's interesting. It's kind of bonkers, TB. You might enjoy it. It's kind of crazy. It's yeah, li- you've mentioned it before in some right. regard because it was on my list to watch uh, in my bonkers list. Oh, really? Time me up, time me down. Are you sure it wasn't um, one of his other movies? Because he's done a lot of movies that are similar, similarly bonkers. I'm out of Um, no, Ooh. maybe. Um, it's interesting actually. It's got a really nice, interesting, interesting production design. It's all very cartoony and very colourful, so it looks quite fun. And it hasn't really dated that much, apart from. I think I think Antonio Banderas is wearing like faded jeans and that's about it. Uh, but because the it's all sort of flamboyant and set around like the movie industry, um, people are wearing costumes anyway, so it hasn't dated much. But what I did notice was right towards the end, Banderas has is wearing this huge Sony Walkman. I couldn't believe how big it was because you know if you imagine a tape a tape cassette and then and then you know the early Walkmans, not even the early Walkmans, it must have been a late Walkman, I suppose were massive i mean it was like having a brick on his on his uh on his belt um and this was this was released in 1989 so it wasn't exactly a prehistoric prehistoric times but there you go uh i also saw to be to k have you heard about that one which is a documentary about um george to i i would like to hear your george to impression right now <laughs> i can't how does it go he has a laugh doesn't he oh my mm. oh my no, I don't. I can't do it. Um, it's this. <laughs> I can't do that either. Um, it's terrible. I mean, the guy is an ass. He's really an ass. Um, it's just. I mean, the doc. I don't know who made the documentary, but it's just self-serving. Yeah, claptrap. Um, I mean, it's back slappings. No offense to George Takai, because if you Takei. put him down. If you put him down at all, it means that you're a homophobe. But he does seem like he's very pompous and self-entitled. Ace, oh, he's such such an ass. Yeah, he's totally pompous, and his his husband is also about almost as pompous as well. And he no, and he's a nobody kind of thing. He's a bit of a knob. Oh, it's just unbelievable. He's he's just an unbelievable twat. And uh, well, you wouldn't just be called a homophobe; you'd be called a racist as well because he just keeps banging on about his you know, oh, sure. time as yeah. his time in the internment yeah. camps and. Right, you know, which is okay, fair enough. It wasn't right, uh, but it wasn't Tenko. It wasn't like, um, you know, I can't. I don't want to get into that because that's going to sound terrible. But you know, I, I'm sure they had a terrible. Hey, time, man, it, it ain't was... Auschwitz, man. Stop complaining. <laughs> no, I mean, it is. It, obviously, it was wrong, but just Jesus Christ, he will not shut up about that. You know, um, mm. uh, you know, I don't. You don't want to sort of say, "Oh, shut up, stop talking about being gay and being being in internment camp." You don't want to say that, but it's like Jesus Christ, does that define you? Actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, he should define him because he's really old, you know, and you know he's had a yeah, long he's, career. He's, he's not. He's Neil. He's not only gay and lived in an internment <laughs> camp. He's also old. 
and he was on Star Trek, so mm-hmm. that's what should define him. Um, but it was pretty funny. Um, he wrote a musical. <laughs> Guess what the musical was about? <laughs> George Takei? <laughs> close, very close. Star Trek? No. Okay, what defines George Takei? <laughs> uh, living in San Francisco? Oh, Jesus Christ. We were t- talking about it five seconds ago. He wrote a musical about being in an internment camp. <laughs> <laughs> it was really ridiculous i mean just ridiculous and of course the star of the musical was george k okay Some up and coming no actor. no it's george k and he can't sing so <laughs> i think it was either his husband or someone was saying uh yeah george is going to be singing in this in a he can't actually sing but there you go um but i mean i guess you should watch it if you're a huge star trek fan but I don't think anyone else should watch it, really. Or you grew up in an internment camp. Or you're really old. Or all three. <laughs> he was supposed to be the um, uh, in the monorail episode of The Simpsons. But oh, really? He, he turned it down because he, he said, I take public transportation very seriously. He was some kind of like transportation controller in San Francisco, and it wasn't like, oh, we'll do this as a sort of publicity thing. He did it for like 15 years or something ridiculous. Yeah. So instead, they got uh, uh, Leonard Nimoy mm. was willing to do it. So I, I imagine if they, if, they knew, if they knew Spock was interested in the first place, they probably would have never asked George Takei. But. <laughs> they probably wanted like a Spock type. They probably wanted a Spock type character, and then any, they went, oh, well, let's just get Spock. Um, we need a Spock type. In this movie, <laughs> I also saw Neighbors. Have you guys seen Neighbors with um, uh, Seth Rogen? No, I I have not. Is it? It's Rogen and um, is it Emily Blunt who's in that? No, movie? it's Australia. She's Australian, I think. Cause she's doing her own voice. I don't remember her name is. I'm looking it up now. Uh, she she's good looking though. She's easy on the eyes. Mm. She is good looking, and I think um, she does her own accent because she couldn't be bothered. To not do her own accent. Uh, oh, here we go. Cast uh, Rose Byrne. Here we go. Rose Byrne. Oh yeah, there we go. Um, yeah. Well, also, why? You know, I I don't really understand. There, there's enough international mixing that why couldn't she just do her own accent anyway? That that's always weird to me when you know. I I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. You're right. There's enough people moving around the globe to to do that. I think part of it is because. There are certain demographics that they, or certain parts of the country, they don't think a lot of people understand the accent if it's if it's strong enough. You know, people like TB who haven't left left the state, they can't understand these foreign accents, can they? Yeah, I have to use uh, subtitles whenever we talk. Um, so neighbors, uh, yeah, I've I kind of had enough of these Judd Apatow, Apatow type movies. It got really good, quite good reviews, and it and it was very very successful. But I, it's just like every other Judd Apatow movie, I think. It's just instantly forgettable. Um, it, it's like, it, it looks like they try to improvise everything. And the problem with that is not everything you imp- improvise is, is the best thing in the movie. And so um, Seth Rogen is the producer. Um, he has control over what ends up in the movie. And some of those takes and some of those improv stuff just don't work like he i think he had uh rose Byrne doing improv as well it's like not everybody can do improv just write them something have them say it and you know be done with it um so no i wasn't i didn't really like it i just got i don't know because they, they always put these sort of like oh this is a really sh- shocking moment if something crazy is gonna happen wow and it's like you've done this in all your other movies i've had enough now thank you very much mm. uh, yeah 
So I I don't know. I, I'm half a recommendation, I suppose. It's all right, but meh. Yeah. And the last movie I, I saw. Sorry, go on, SG. I I will say um that that movie actually doesn't. I don't think Apatow is directly involved in it, but no, it has all of his. It's got his stink on it, and I mean, sure, I'm sure he's produced <laughs> it and put some money up on for it. Well, yeah, and at the very least, you know, Seth Rogen is involved, and Rogen, mm. Rogen, Rogen's movies all kind of have that that thumbprint, and it's got Dave Franco. So yeah, and the last movie I saw was uh, Night Moves, moves from 2013, which is a kind of eco terrorism movie. And I, I won't give any spoilers away because it's kind of quite a nice plot, actually. Um, but it's got um, Jesse Eisenberg and Dakota Fanning in it. Um, it's I think the the I, I've never I don't think I've seen anything by the same director. I think it's a woman who who directed it, and I don't think I've seen anything else by her. But I think her director trademark is that her stuff is very slow. Uh, but it's slow. It's slow, <laughs> but it's not boring. It's not boring because it did help hold my interest. It's more kind of. Um, more sort of realistic in that you're not quickly you know quickly cutting it they'll hold on to hold on to scenes a bit longer and and stuff i think it was very good i think both the actors were in it were very good uh jesse eisenberg and dakota fanning and i don't want to dakota fanning dakota fanning i don't want to say too much more because i think if you're gonna see you know it's all just a load of spoilers but it was uh nicely done Okay, so that's all we have time for this week. Our next movie is scheduled to be the 1997 military recruiting film Starship Troopers, directed by Paul Verhoeven. If you enjoy this podcast, uh, why not tell a friend? Uh, you can send them along to iTunes and search for DFSMC, or if you Google it, actually, I think it's like the first hit, DFSMC, which it wasn't before. Uh, anyway, that's enough of that. My thanks this week go to my co-host, Todd Brisket. Nuh-uh. Ain't no trees in Botswana. Nuh-uh. I know. I am a Botswanian lumberjack, and I ain't never had no job. <laughs> and thank you to our regular guest, Stephen Greenwell. Help! Help! Mayday! Mayday! Christmas Day! Columbus Day! <laughs> okay, uh, I'm off to complete my viewing of the entire Ernest oeuvre, starting with Ernest Goes to Camp, then Ernest Saves Christmas... Then Ernest goes to jail. Then Ernest rides again. Then Ernest goes to school. Then slam dunk Ernest. Then Ernest goes to Africa. And Ernest in the army. Pappy said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod Lincoln. Have you heard the story of the hot rod race when the Fords and Lincolns were setting the pace? The story is true, I'm here to say, because I was driving that Model A. It's got a Lincoln motor and it's really souped up. That Model A body makes it look like a pup. It's got eight cylinders and uses them all. Got overdrive, it just won't stall. With a four-barrel carb and dual exhaust with 411 gears, you can really get lost. Got safety tubes, but I ain't scared. The brakes are good, the tires are fair. Pulled out of San Pedro late one night, the moon and stars were shining bright. We was driving up Grapevine Hill, passing cars like they were standing still. <laughs> <laughs>